Hi everyone, and welcome to the D&D for D podcast. I'm your good, good dungeon master, Shannon Manzella, the source for all your favorite NPCs and their terrible voices that you'll hear today. I've got my good, good party with me, so I'll let them introduce themselves and who they're playing as. Hi, I'm Kyle Schwaba, and I'll be playing as Glagon the Goblin Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's my turn. Um, I'm Tiffany Scott, and I'll be playing um, our human ranger, Kofi, and you'll hear how she sounds later, and you'll instantly hate her. Um, My name is Haley, and I'm going to be playing Aito. Hey, what's up? I'm Jay, (laughs) and I'll be playing um, Kepler, or as Shannon likes to say, Kelper. Since this is our first episode, to clarify that joke, Shannon can't type. (laughs) (laughs) Let's clarify, your DM can't spell either, so... Hi, I'm Lapis, (laughs) and I play the coolest sorcerer in the world, um, Alma. Agreed. She's an edgy, and she's an edgelord, and you'll learn why later on. Uh, I am Shannon Manzella, your dungeon master, but I am also uh, playing one of the characters, Neva, and plenty of other NPCs that you will get to meet during this adventure. So, you guys have all listened to, I'm talking about our listeners, have listened to a little bit about where we're starting our story off in. Uh, tonight we are not delving in the midst of battle. Instead, we find our heroes in between missions. So this episode will mostly be role play, sort of get you introduced to the characters, but I promise there will be more dice rolling to come. So uh, we're going to start off this session actually going to Glargon. So last we saw our goblin queen Glargon, she had refused to give up her dangerous crown that she got in her adventures. President Sam, the leader of the Scarabs, warned her of its power being too much. Glargon sort of stormed out of the office, really upset, yelling at her friend Kofi. And back in her own room, she attempted to use the crown to find her mother. The plan backfired, and Glargon's intelligence dropped to zero, and she fell unconscious. That's when Kepler swooped in. Put Glargon to bed, thinking Glargon was just asleep on the floor, which seems like a normal thing Glargon would do, so totally a typical move. Yeah, my bed is a pile of lumber. (laughs) (laughs) And how did that happen, Kyle? Yeah. Kepler, you put Glargon to bed, uh, and you wake up the next morning, and Glargon hasn't woken up yet, which... It's not something that's that unusual. However, after a few moments, you notice that Glargon isn't snoring, which is quite unusual. <gasps> Kepler, what is it that you're going to be doing? Um, well, <laughs> already tried to, like, knock the crown off last night. That didn't really work real good. So I think I'm just going to, like, pick Glargon up, like, Take her out. We're going out. <laughs> okay, so you leave the uh, iconic 420 room that yes. you have uh, yeah, labeled yourself. Uh, you leave the room and you see the hallway full of all the other dormitories for all the other uh, people here in the Scarabs. And you walk throughout the halls and head towards the elevator. Is there a certain floor or a certain place that you're heading? 
If I knew the floor, Shannon, I'd tell you, but I'm guessing like that. <laughs> um, I think they're going to go to either. Hmm, I think President Sam. Yeah, just because President Sam was like, don't wear that crown. Then Glargon was like, I'm going to wear that crown. Glargon's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bitch, don't do it. So you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get on the you get on the floor and you currently, the dormitories are on floor eight, and you click that button after taking a little bit to be like, wait, which button is it? Uh, and you you click floor six, which is normally where um, the main control room is. But as you click the button, you see the button glow blue, which usually happens when you press a button. But then it doesn't move. So you could try Great. to find President Sam perhaps in the bazaar or um, the rec room or something. Ask around. I'm going to go find someone to tell me where the hell they are. All right. Mm. Hmm. Do I want to talk to an edgelord? Or do I want to talk to a weenie? Do I want to talk to Anita? Yikes! I mean, I would have said I would have said a tight ass for Anita, but like, yeah, no, too. but like Anita, <laughs> that's already like yikes. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go find Lucas, or actually, no, I'm just gonna go find Ash. He he knows what's up, and then he can do healing. So it's like two birds, one stone. All right. So you instead, when it doesn't work, head up to a uh, higher floor. And you search through the bazaar for a moment, realize it's kind of mayhem right now. Go back in the elevator, search again. You're you're basically walking around these different floors, looking around while holding Glargon like a cradling a baby. But the baby is Glargon. <laughs> so you go up again to the cafeteria. Doesn't seem like you see them there. And then you go up to the rec room, which is the largest floor that you uh, have here. And it's the top floor besides, you know, getting up to the under, uh, the overground. And you're walking around these different rooms, just sort of asking around, like, hey, have you seen, like, Ash or President Sam? No. Who are you? Well, that's you just peachy. You see a few no, people. You? you see a few people from your derby team, actually. And they're standing there and they're talking by... Uh, by the foosball ball table that Lucas invented. That's canonical. Um, so you see two of them there. You walk up. What do you say to them? Um. Uh, hey, y'all. Y'all seen a? What's their name? President Sam. Oh yeah, I think I think I saw President Sam over over there by the uh, basketball courts. You might be able to find them there. Hey, Kevin, we haven't seen where? you in a while, man. You coming yeah, around? Yeah, I was just yeah, I was just busy, you know, like that whole crystal thing. Oh, yeah. got stuck on a, a long mission, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all Anita's fault. It took so long, you know. Ugh, <laughs> gosh, really? Anita usually usually Anita's yeah, more usually, reliable. I guess that's the key word there. Mm. <laughs> Well, we we can't wait to have you back at practice. Oh, yeah, I know. It's going to be so fun. I was thinking of all these things we could do, but that's for later. 
Yeah, who's the who's the little thing that you're holding? Says the other girl. Oh, this, oh, this is Glargon. She was on the mission too. She's taking a nap. Don't don't worry about it. Oh oh, interesting crown that. Oh yeah, no. Um, she killed she killed um she killed a queen for it. it she said she was her mom, but it wasn't. Oh oh, cool. Is cool. I guess that's how goblins roll. Like I'm not here to judge. Like I'm not here. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Bring bring her around sometime. Yeah, you know, I've been meaning to. I just, I just, I'm worried. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's gonna work. We'll see. What? Why? Listen, there's just a lot of room for her to go wild on the derby, and I just. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh! She's one of those types. She's one of those types. You know, like because people's legs, they're like. Open and she just can just go through and like oh yeah you know, we could really use another another one of our fast fast players on the team. Well, I don't know if she's necessarily fast. It's just you know we can get a lot of penalties incurred for the things that she might do. Hey, uh, you know that loser team's actually getting some more players since you've been gone. Well, you know, I mean, if they want to join a losing team, I guess that's their own fault. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you. We're uh, we're actually heading out to the cafeteria. You can join us after you're done. Yeah, sure. That sounds right. good. Cool, cool. We'll see. Bye, Kepler. Bye. 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 And the two of them head off. All right. Let's go find President Sam. All right. So you walk over to the basketball courts, which are a little ways away. They're kind of small courts, like half courts um, in comparison, but... Nobody's said anything about it, so perhaps this is just the court. Are we, we going to slam? Have. Yeah, you actually see both Lucas and President Sam, and you watch Lucas. Have we sort been of welcomed dribbling. to the jam? <laughs> you hear Space Jam playing in the background, <laughs> but but it's it's being played uh, by flutes and a harpsichord. So that sounds awful. Why is it being played by a flute? <laughs> I guess the don't exist. Fucking okay. Yeah, just like that, Kyle. I love it. Um, I so you that. head in there and you see Lucas for a moment, like dribbling. He's still he's wearing some sort of more casual attire, but he still has no sleeves, and you could still see his beetle tattoo sort of shining through uh, on his arm. And he's got these shorts on, and he's dribbling the ball. And President Sam's just standing there, kind of like. Not in a position to really steal the ball, but then they suddenly swipe and the ball is in their hand and they're running towards the basket and whoosh, jumps up and gives it a big dunk. Damn. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you, you hear like Lucas be like, dude, come on. I tried really hard that time, dude. I, just, I can never beat you. Can you at least, can you at least for like a little bit? try like to let me win maybe <laughs> once or twice That's me. and president sam uh just is just laughing holding the ball for a moment and then turns around and sees you and goes oh hello kepler what is Gl- glargon is that glargon in your your hand yeah mm-hmm. no it's not a watermelon if that's what you thought <laughs> i almost did i almost did um okay. You guys want to play basketball with us? Well, you know, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. But I'm carrying Glargon. 
because she's unconscious. Like, I don't know if oh. you noticed that. She's not awake. What happened? And you see them kind of grow more concerned and they walk over to you. And so does uh, Lucas. And he's just like, what? And they, they look around and see Glargon's just like see, she's hung just- out the mouth, um, laying limp, <laughs> breathing, but not making any sounds or movements. Yeah, she's just not breathing. Like, the breathing part, she's not doing that right because she's not snoring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what happened. Like, <clears throat> I came in last night. She was already like this. So I thought, okay, maybe she's just sleeping. But she's been like this all night and I guess all morning now. Do you think she tried to use the crown? Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, I tried to touch it and it, like, shocked me and her. And so, like, I healed her a little bit. But, like, that's, I'm guessing. All right, all right. Put Clargon on the floor and, and give me some space for a second. That's what okay. Sam says. Yeah, Kepler fucking puts her on the floor. Uh, Lucas sort of takes a step back and you see President Sam do the do the rolling up the sleeves, except President Sam isn't wearing sleeves. Uh, the sleeves are cut off around, like, around so, so before. So just, the, they just run their hand, like, up their arm like they I, just they just run their hand up their arm for no purpose really so, they roll their that's skin so up. weird god damn revealing so their extra. skeleton and then yeah. and then they kneel down and you watch as they lay their hands on glargon around uh, her chest and close their eyes focusing a spell and opens their eyes again it takes the crown off of Glargon. The Glargon, you remember these strange details, like a dream almost that you're having. You remember seeing like an altar and you just remember hearing the words, not ready yet, not ready yet, not ready yet. And sometimes they're the echoing almost like a breeze. as you just see this strange altar that looks slightly familiar, um, as if you've seen it before, but different at the same time. So with that, you actually see the, the image start to fade out, and you open your eyes, and you're sitting in the basketball court, and you look up, and there's Kepler kneeling, standing or kneeling, what'd you say? Mm, kneeling. So kneeling at your side, Lucas and President Sam on your other side also kneeling, President Sam holding the crown and looking at you, everyone concerned and worried. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love Claire God. God. Claire. President Sam, Lucas, I had the strangest dream. None of you were there, but it was strange. <laughs> Clarkon, are you feeling all right? President Sam says. DM, am I feeling all right? You're feeling really, really groggy. And you do get your intelligence points back, but it's going to be slowly. So it's almost as if you've got like a concussion or something where it's hard for you to think properly. I... I feel as though a little groggy and like 
If I had lost all my wisdom or intelligence points, I'm regaining them very slowly. If we ranked those with points, that would be what was happening. wakes up and goes, hmm, point ranking system. (laughs) (laughs) I know everyone's hit points. So you're saying Glargon came out of this smarter? So are you implying that if someone woke up from a coma and was just like, everything's ranked with points, you'd be like, yeah, that's smart. No, the way she was saying it. No, it was the way she was saying it. She was like, ah, yes, I I believe that... (laughs) If we were to be ranked through a point system, I believe that this would be the way that... <laughs> that was a little Kyle slipping through. Uh, I think President Sam and, and Lucas kind of smile a little bit. And Lucas, like, sort of pats him, like, Oh, man, you're okay, though. You're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. You, you want to play some basketball? What's a basketball? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll show... I'll, show you later. And President Sam is still looking down at you with this crown and says, Glargon, did you try to use this? Lucas, what's um, a basketball? Can you show me what a basketball is? <laughs> dude, dude, I think this is more important than basketball. Oh, what's that? I, I hear a sound. I think Kepler's calling me over to the room. I'm gonna go. <laughs> and Glargon walks right off. Right here. Glargon walks off. <laughs> President Sam's just holding the crown and says, I'll keep this safe, but Glargon wants this again. I don't recommend giving her the power it contains. I can separate the two. I mean, if you do it on your own, then that's what you did, not what I did. I'll wait to hear from Glargon. And yeah, you see, see President Sam, like, sort of holds the crown up like this, like the basketball that That's they were holding earlier. the worst way to hold a crown. It's under- pointy. <laughs> it's so spherical. She's gonna, they're gonna drop it. Like, can't they just hold it like a normal person? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. This, you're talking about a person who tried to roll up sleeves they didn't have. <laughs> they roll up their skin. Ew! Glargon's fine, but President Sam is losing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh with that you guys eventually leave uh doing your own business maybe perhaps kepler you actually play b-ball with lucas and sam not sure yeah lucas probably sucks though so um, play very long <laughs> you uh you play for a few minutes and you do cream lucas uh at the game no <laughs> but uh president sam <laughs> goes back to uh secure the crown in a place where you can't hurt anyone, hopefully, for a while. Crown town. <clears throat> With that, we're, we'll go to our second scene, and we'll visit Alma. So, last we saw our adventurer Alma, she was tasked with planning for a high harvest celebration. President Sam had tasked her with the job of trying to get team morale up this week <laughs> and to prepare for the upcoming high harvest celebration. It was Alma's idea to set up a secret gift-giving of sorts and had asked to recruit Lucas in as a helper for her planning. So what, Alma, what do you do first? Um, well, first, 
What do you mean? Like on the first day or something? Mm-hmm. You've just um, gone to bed after that night. And you, you wake, wake up probably late. I wake late. up early as fuck. Where are you I sleeping, was... by the way? In your in your normal room? No, I'm go- I asked Anita if I could sleep in her room. Anita said no. She ain't got your back. <laughs> no. Damn. Um, she sort of just doesn't sleep then. Okay, you've been up all night. There's plenty of places in the rec room where you could try and nap as well if, if you just um, napped in public, as, it, as you would in a campus or something. Oh, okay. Um, she, w- she sleeps until 2 a.m. then. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, and she, she just basically walks into Lucas's room, like, all uninvited. Right. And she goes to his bed, and she's like, hey, Lucas, wake up. So, uh... This is at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Lucas, okay. wake up. Of the first night. Of the first night. So this is before he goes to play basketball with uh, President Sam. And yeah. Hey, Lucas. Mm. Hey, Lucas. Yeah? Wake up. Mm. Hey. Who? Hey. How, how, did you get, how did you get in here? I used magic missile on my door. Alma. It's fine. <laughs> There's no door. Why would you... Why? <laughs> Um, can you, um, get up? I want to learn about teamwork. Mmm, first rule of teamwork. <laughs> Don't wake your team. Work. Okay. <laughs> get up, though. Can you come back at, like, 8? Or, like, from now. 10? Or, like, Just 11? No. Oh, dude. Dude, I'm not, I can't. Okay, alright. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, and he sort of like, as you sort of back off from, from his bed, he stands up, butt naked, does not care, and goes oh. over to a dresser <laughs> where he puts on some clothes for the day. And you see him sort of put on just like random uh, shorts or whatever and doesn't even really worry about a top much. And he goes, he goes how long the schlong? Stop. Uh, yeah. Oh my I'd, god. No, we need to keep no. this slightly PG-13. Guys, please. We need to uh, cool ourselves. The way that he walks over, uh, Alma can't see. <laughs> Thank, Thank god. god. Not very long. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not long Damn. enough. Oh, Stop, geez. please. Um, so Alma is just like, okay, are you dressed? Let's go. I want to learn about teamwork. And she oh. seems like a little bit more ecstatic than usual. All right, well, first rule of teamwork, um, I mean, second rule of teamwork, uh, go get your team a coffee. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many triggers, how many things? All, please. Okay. And she comes back and she just has, and it's just almost completely white. <laughs> he takes so this and drink. Mm, maybe I shouldn't have said all. Mm. But he seems a lot more awake, especially after his first two sips of, of the coffee that you probably had to get from the cafeteria and come back down. It, so, um, it was probably ice cold. Oh. Because <laughs> there's so much milk in it. Is it an iced coffee? <laughs> no. I guess, be. I guess it's not, not a what coffee. It's like McDonald's level coffee where they like get it and it's 200 It's a cup hot. of cream. It's a cup of cream. Like a cup full <laughs> of cream and just like 15 sugar. So it's just crunchy. It's as if uh mm, it's as if his total uh his total demeanor changes after a few sips of co- coffee and being awake for a few hours and he's just 
Oh, man, dude. Okay, so teamwork, right? You want to learn about yeah. teamwork. So, yeah, all right. Uh, first rule of teamwork uh, for real, oh, like the, the, the coffee and, and waking up rules like are important, but they're not like the real rules, you know? Okay, anyways. Oh. So like the most important rule is just to like listen to your team a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the hardest thing, right? Because a lot of people, I mean, I know me, I'm just like, I always want to talk all the time. So <laughs> it's really hard to listen to other people because they say something and it reminds me of something that I want to say. And so it's really just me waiting for an opportunity to speak. That's not, that's not teamwork. No, 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 no. So you got to listen for people when they talk and relate to them in a way, you know, like, like when they tell you something, like be really cool about it. Don't like shout it to everyone. You know, I did that once. Not, a, um, not cool. I don't know why I would do that. Right. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> I think, I think we should like build some team morale and whatnot. Didn't, didn't president Sam give you like a job or something you got to do? Help you build your teamwork. Yeah, we have to do the Harvest Festival, and you have to help me. Why? Why? Why would you? Why would you do that, man? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a. I got a. I got a few hours before I meet for President Sam for some b-ball. Uh, they always, always tank me, but you know it's fun, anyways. So, uh, I say I liked your idea that you told me about the the like gift giving. Like, how how are we gonna do that? Like maybe okay. ooh, ooh, maybe we could like hide the letters so they just like find them and it's like ooh it's even a secret how they got it ooh isn't that a little ominous? Well, we could decorate it really nice. Always oh, okay. Ominous. Yeah, yeah. I'm making out a magazine cutout. You don't need to roll a persuasion <laughs> roll. I'm convinced. Oh, perfect, perfect. What's yeah, that? that, bitches? I was so easily convinced. Beautiful. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's start. Uh, let's start drawing names, and then we could just uh, we just put this these little slips. Ooh, ooh. I have some. Uh, I have some leaves. Don't ask me why I have leaves, but we can like tape them to the to the uh, letters. Maybe that's perfect. Yeah. Right. Okay. Get red ones. Uh, most of them are brown. Most of them are brown. Very dead mm. leaves. That's okay. <laughs> I guess we'll work with brown leaves. All right. 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 So you guys spend uh, about an hour or two crafting these letters, and then Lucas leaves for a bit, and he sort of tells <laughs> you to work on them by himself, comes back to help you, and then it's basically just the plan to sort of stash them. And and he sort of devises with you sort of a, a magical way that he can send these letters to everybody. A magical way, huh? Won't use mm. any of my spell slots, will it? No, no, no. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Plus, I got plenty of Here's the thing, right? You can really slide something in super easily and undetected like a mouse when you when you are a mouse. And oh, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Shannon, why do you gotta keep doing this? Why why does it have to be me that has to be? Um, you can change into a mouse. Hell yeah. And in a moment, he, you see his form shrink down and there's a little brown, 
Mouse on the floor. By the way, what class are you? I never bothered to ask. That's kind of weird. Oh, you should probably change back. And she puts them down. And uh, instead, he grabs the letters and starts to... Oh, okay. Walk out. <laughs> um, but then he does come back, and he's like, Ah! All right, I'll sent, I'll sent. Uh, I'm a druid. How did you not know this, man? Oh, well, I assume you're a druid, but... I mean, I not, want to make any not many people could change into animals, but, you know, that's cool. Yeah, sure. Okay. And with that, you guys start to work on the actual preparations for what the Harvest Festival um, dance is going to look like. Something that most of our other players don't know anything about right now. They have no clue that there, at some point, will be a dance. They don't know at some point that there will even be a festival. All they know is that they have about a week to do uh, some stuff before President Sam tries to find some some information about a name that they got, which will now lead us to Kofi and Aiko. Last time we saw both Kofi and Aiko, Aiko had discovered that her sister was sold to a man by the name of Marvolio. Kofi revealed that she knew the name of Marvolio and had decided that she would help Aiko in finding her sister. So Kofi and Aiko... You've both walked through the rec room. Uh, this is probably, what would you say, like the day, the, re the night after? The day after? Yeah. That you talked about it. So the next day, you both are roommates. You wake up in the morning. You, you walk over to the rec room. And you open up a large set of double doors. Sort of a smaller room you haven't seen before. But up on the top, there is a label that says library. Uh, it is a fairly large library. Probably a good decent sized, maybe medium to large sized room. Dust and cobwebs cling to the wall, but the room seems hardly touched, really. I mean, dust everywhere. There are two or three large tables in this medium sized space with bookshelves of old tomes and heavy books sprawled across the wall. On the middle table is a small orb attached to a stand. And in this room, there's also one of those ladders that can spin across axles on the floor. So you can take them along the different um, places so you can reach up high to pick out different books. Uh, the shelves reach about 10 feet up. And as you walk into the place, there must be hundreds of books collected in this room. What do you do? Holy smokes. <gasps> it's so pretty. I haven't seen a place like this in a very long time. Okay, so where are we going to start on this one? I was going to ask you the same question. Okay, so um, I think I might start with the Northwest, Northwest region history. Let's see if we can find a little bit about something about over there. And um, whatever area would have... Are, are any of these sections labeled? Um, when you look around trying to find the labels... There is no rhyme or reason to the organization of this room. None that you can Great. see. And most of the books are coated over with a thin layer of dust. Ew. Um, mm. If you want, we can do some rolling. Some rolling, rolling. And we can I roll, can do that. We can roll some investigation checks to look for types of books that you're trying to find. 
rolled a nat 20. <laughs> what? High five, Haley. Give them double the forces the Forces of the universe come together. Wow. 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 So here's what happens. You guys are looking around and you find plenty of books. You find uh, a book about the map of the world, both pre-war history and post-war history. You find uh, a book on uh, different organizations, secret organizations. Hopefully you can find something about the cultists maybe in there. Um, you also find, um, I'd say both of you as you're looking through, um, sort of meeting in the middle, you see that there's one area that um, sort of looks less dusty than the rest. And uh, within that area of books, there's something that shines and sort of catches your attention. I'd say, Iko, you might notice it first. And you see sort of a small little rod that's sticking out next to a large book. Iko pulls How far up is this? You pull, is, is it high? Huh? You or pull right the rope there? or the, the, um, the rod. It's a rod. You pull the rod and at the end of the rod is a slightly glowing rose forming a wand of sorts. Kofi, when uh, when you watch as Iko pulls this wand from the bookshelf and the book that was next to this starts to sort of uh, stick out of the wall a little bit and you see that it is not dusty, not even in the slightest. I grab the book. <laughs> you grab the book and there's no no wording on the front, no no label. I opened the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then you open the book. <laughs> so you do open the book, and within the book, to your surprise, is in fact a large cut-out slit where the paper used to be, and inside the hole is just a storage case for what looks like these small flower bulbs. Oh. About four in all. Do they look like the ones from the witch's house? They look exactly like the ones from the witch's house. <gasps> Holy shit. Iko, you weren't there, but when we were when we went looking for Glargon, we had these these bulbs and they had like magic abilities and <laughs> junk and and they they opened up a portal and that's what they did. I don't <laughs> And I pull I pull out the um the four orbs. And I kind of like hold them in my hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna. Th th is there anything in this book that's actually relevant, or can I put the book it's, away? Yeah, it's actually there's just blank paper. There seems to be no wording. Awesome. I put the um the book back on the shelf where I found it, and mm -hmm. I just like hold these orbs so I could can see them. Awesome. You notice that these orbs, these flower ball orbs, uh, kind of resemble the the leaf petals or the um. The, the indication on the flower wand, too. I I think they might go in this wand. Now, there's in, not... In the wand? There's not a spot to put anything in the wand. Uh, there is a, a small tip to the wand where the rose is, but it's not large or able to sort of stuff anything in. Well, there are definitely some that goes together that just... Um... This is your field of expertise. This ain't mine. <laughs> you can give an arcana check if you want. Yeah. D20 plus arcana. 17. 
Okay, you got a 17, you said? Mm-hmm. All right, with the 17, um, you look at these items and you know that they, they are somewhat connected. When you hold them, like hold the wand, you can feel like a dull power emanating from it, but this this item requires some sort of attunement. You need to to sit with it for a while and study it in order to properly be able to use it for its purpose. Um, these bulbs that you hold almost look and are deceived as regular flower bulbs, but you do know that there's a source of power. You just can't tell what type of magic. But with that, I'd say you could check out a book, see if you can perhaps find some sort of magical connection to another book here. So with your mm-hmm. with your 20 checks, I'd say you've, you've probably figured out somewhat where books are roughly about. And it is probably... It's probably not your first day that you first find these items, probably the second day of you sitting here and research. Um, and after about the third day, you finally find a book that uh, provides for you uh, an itemized list of strange magical artifacts from throughout the ages. It's a very large tome, very large. But you're hoping oh. perhaps you can find something in there. This is Aika who finds it. Can she carry it? Um, you watch Aiko... <laughs> trying to hold the book. The book is about the size as she is. She's under three feet. She's a gnome. So really, I mean. Um, I put a hand underneath the book and I kind of like lift it and I put my other hand on top. And I mean, I can hold it. <laughs> I I think. I think I can carry it. I'm strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can You can get it. It's it's still hefty, but. I believe in you. Yeah, yeah. As long as you can catch I like so yeah, I'm gonna... Iko's feet are no longer touching the ground while Kofi's <laughs> carrying this book. I'm not carrying Iko and the book. Just the book. I feel like that and would I be am... really nice, though. If you picked up the book while Iko was holding it and just held it up, then you probably would pick up Iko. But the book, I'm gonna put it on the table, because I'm guessing that's where we're headed anyways. Like, to a table, if there's a table. I assume a library has a table. A library with a table? Ridiculous. This library is a table-free zone. They're banned. After what they did? Yeah, yeah, there's two tables. One of them has an orb on it. An orb? Yes. Like a small... What is it like? Is it like a crystal ball? You know when you go to like a Barnes and Nobles or a Chapters and you type in the book you're looking for? It's very small. You realize that the the no. That would be so cool, but no, they don't have any organizations as to where that. Then what the hell is this crystal ball for? Can I touch it? I want to play with it. Yeah, you can touch it. It comes off of its stand and looks like a... I'm going to play with it. You're playing with it and you look inside and it's kind of just cloudy inside, like a cloudy whiteness. Hey, yo, Aiko, what's this? Is it like a magic eight ball? Uh, Am I I gonna punch someone in the face? She shakes it, and she looks at it. Definitely! No, it didn't say that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What a goofer. You do actually see when you shake it around that there's some colors that start to form in the center. Ooh. Aiko pokes it. You poke it. It's made of glass. God. Um, can I do some sort of check on, like, I don't know what this is. I assume my character wouldn't really actually know anything about this, considering she's not a, really a magic user that much. No. Her magic but you is... can do, why don't you do an investigation check on it? Could I go okay. do that too? Yeah. 18. There goes Tiff with her dice. With her loaded I dice. Four, I rolled, 
I rolled a 14. I have a plus four modifier for investigation. What do you want from me? Hell yeah. Okay, All right, I'm I, just saying. Aiko, what'd you get? Um, not, not a good thing. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So, <laughs> a three, a three, that's okay. A one? Did you oh, roll in that one? Oh no. Haley, you gotta say it. <laughs> Yeah, I throw it on the ground. You gotta own the nat one. Remember when Aiko was supposed to be the smart one? Okay. Oh, sorry. Wow. Shannon actually hates us. Shannon takes her chance to roast all of us. All right, all right, all right. So, Kofi, what you do notice is you notice that this, although you haven't... um, you remember uh, seeing an orb sort of similar to this one in the trial that you guys faced? Uh, yeah, the trial that you guys faced when you first got to the Scarabs. There was a, a trial in which there was an orb on the table. It's probably oh, being recycled or being made. But it also has this sort of odd texture to it that like seems also familiar from something else, but you you just can't, you can't place it. But it doesn't seem to be activated right now. So whatever purpose it serves, Probably not today that it's working. Hey, Siri. Kofi whispers into an orb and asks for Siri, who does not exist in this universe. <laughs> okay. Why not? She gives Why up not? Who's Siri? Little... Siri who? just a funny goof. She, put, she puts it back on the thing and grabs one of the, one of the books that are around there. All right. So you guys start delving into the books. I'd say it takes a few days of research. You can't seem to find that name in the tomes that you're looking for. You do know that there is uh, a lot of crime uh, centered around the center region of this area. So the island that you guys are all living off of, very large, nearly continent size, but is essentially an island. And uh, the center region, there's a northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast, and center region. And the center region is the one most populous for crime. It's where you might find the crime lords. It's where you might find the drug dealers. It's where you might find the slave traders. But also the uh, southwest area of this continent is big on the slave trade. They have a big shipping port that ships to other continents and areas. So that area might also be known highly for a slave trade. But you can't seem to find the name Marvolio, at least in any history or texts. You do see another tome, perhaps, that's nearby that uh, does have, like, you know, an itemized history of important factual things. And as you're looking through there, nothing seems to pique your entrance too much. Uh, There is, like, uh, a slight page that has actually been inserted into this book, that it's not originally in the original text of this book, of this history book. But there is a page that when you look through the book, it kind of comes out a little bit and you notice it's a page talking about the founding of the Scarabs, which has a date to it and everything, if you're reading through it. Mm -hmm. So you read through this one page that sort of falls out and you see that the Scarabs was founded relatively soon, probably about 15 years ago, and solely by President Sam themselves. It talks about how President Sam uh, went to each of the five dividing areas of this island and pleaded to the government officials to have a secular organization to uncover and track down magical artifacts. And President Sam was tasked with being able to give this organization a name when 
After a few years of fighting for this to become a thing, it became real. And with that, President Sam named it the Scarabs. And from there, it's grown. So you have a few leads, nothing big. I'd say probably on your last day of doing research, a book catches your eye. I go, not really sure if it's going to be anything, but it's a clerical history. And uh, you're reading through it, and there seems to be this high-end school that has a lot of underground operators. They, they focus on trying to find these things um, for instance, slavery and crime and drug dealings and other things and shut them down. Kind of like a vigilante group, you could say, that works together using resources from the school and from the government to um, try and end these things, trying to end crime and, and help prevent it. So there is a bit, a whole page dedicated to how their research teams are probably the best in the nation trying to find uh, missing leads and organizations has helped countless people with missing person cases and helped countless people with issues within their own home being overrun. They are sort of up for hire sometimes organization. So they might ask for some coin in or some favors in order to uh, help them with their task. But there's a whole list of past cases that they've solved and the list is fairly large. And I'd say that's about what you find through your research. Unfortunately, no leads on the actual name itself. It's almost like a myth that you can't seem to find. But you also have these strange artifacts now that I'm just sending you the stats for NPM. With that, uh, we'll go to Kepler. After helping your friend Glargon, you received the same letter. Or After helping your friend Glargon, I'd say probably the next day or something, you walk into your room and you see like a strange letter on your desk and it's like Maybe. got leaves on it. And it, it yeah, it, it does have your name on it written in a different writing than you're normally used to receiving your letters in. Um, they pick up the letter and they like shake the leaves off. You shake the leaves <laughs> off. They seem glued on, but after giving it a firm shake, they do fall to the ground. You crumple it that much? <laughs> From what the fuck kind of glue did we use? Not, I mean, not all They're of it. Probably, leaves. They're leaves. They're dried leaves. Right. I feel if like I dried leaves do not stick. So even uh, if they did stick, I could literally just run my hand along the letter, and they would all crumple and, and just fall. crumple them off. <laughs> Don't hate the leaves. There's just a bunch of crunched up leaves on the floor of our <laughs> room now. Okay, so what does Love the that. letter say? So you open up the letter. As you take the letter out, there seems to be more crumpled up leaves, which now look like confetti in this and fall to the ground in this awful display. But it says, happy high harvest. And I mean, Alma, you tell me, what does the letter say? You get to choose. Okay. Happy think- high harvest. Welcome to your team building. <laughs> Welcome to your team building exercise. Welcome this. to your team building exercise for this mandatory thing. Here's your gift gift. Here's your secret person that you're going to have to give a gift to. It has a time and a date for the actual meeting. And you see, you see, um, P.S. Yes, this is mandatory. If that wasn't clear, definitely mandatory. A hundred percent. And it's signed by President Sam. (laughs) Great. Love to hear that. Kepler looks up from it. I wonder who sent this. (laughs) I have a feeling Shannon's our DM. The first half is Alma's writing, though. Okay, so, yeah, sounds good. I, I'll say that at this point, too, probably the second day of whatever it is that you all are doing, 
You find these letters very mysteriously showing up in strange places. Iko and Kofi, you guys find them within the books that you've currently been studying in the library. Glargon, you find them under your log pile, which is surprising that you even found such the letter. And at the same time, you guys all received the same note, but with a different name for someone you're getting a gift for. Mm. I don't remember who any of us got. Mm-hmm. Kepler, I got this letter. It says President Sam. Why Why does it say that? Well, yeah, mine says President Sam, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why, why do I, I let him say that? For President Sam. Well, the letters from President Sam. Do you mean that your thing says you have to get a present for President Sam? A president for President Sam? <laughs> a present for President. I said present. A pres. It does say President Sam's name on it. So you're telling Wait, me I have it? to get President Sam again? Yeah. Clargon rushes to. out of the room. <laughs> Bye. That, looks like, that's, that just looks like it went perfectly. <laughs> um, um, Kofi and Aiko, you guys find your letters at the same time. In the yeah, Kofi book. opens hers and she reads through and she's like, and then she sees the name at the bottom and she she closes it, she crumples it up and she throws it. <laughs> she's like, I ain't doing that. Nope. Kofi, you can't just crumple yours up. You need it. Oh, watch me. I did it. It was it was some dirty leaves and a piece of paper. I think I can. <laughs> I mean, it's it's gonna be fun. Come on. I would tell you who I have, but it's a super secret. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ico. Don't hurt her. I will hurt you. <laughs> uh, Please. Yeah, no, she's gonna she's gonna get up and she's gonna walk over to it and pick it up and look at the crumpled piece of garbage that she threw on the ground <laughs> and just like sigh and be like, all right, I'll figure something out, I guess. Yay! And she puts it in her pocket. As you guys are like excitingly talking about this, you hear the two doors open up and you see Neva and she goes, "Did you guys get this bullshit letter?" Oh, you know it, honey. <laughs> guys, I don't. I mean, I kind of want to get a gift because that sounds really fun. But like at the same time, why? Why? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I'm kind of excited. I'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. <laughs> she literally uh, late later um, walks out. And uh, with that, we'll go back to Kepler real quick. So you, you've received the same letter as Kofi, Iko, Neva, Glargon. You basically all have to buy a gift for one of the members in the group. But aside from that, what do you do? Well, I guess Kepler's going to start thinking of what the gift is going to be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And do we talk about who we got? Yeah, like, that's fine, right? Yeah, it's up to you guys if you want to talk about who you have. Okay, so um, I'm going to I'm gonna take Alma's torn-up robe and make it nice and give it back to Aww. her. And I'm going to make her another one. Well, not make it, but dress up another one. Because I have all those robes from that one guy. That, that we beat up. Oh, yeah. That well, was our first, event, first adventure, right? Yep. I have three of them, <laughs> and Alma only needs one. So Kepler's going to like head down to the what? The marketplace? Yeah, the bazaar. Yeah, the marketplace. I can't say whatever you... The bazaar. Like, catch me outside with that. Um, <laughs> they're going to head down to the market and like try to look for someone who can do that kind of thing. All right. 
You find a, you look around for a while in the bazaar, just trying to find anyone who might have cloth or other things. Uh, you see that small gnomish fella uh, who always walks around like, would you like a stick? Look, I have a stick to sell you. This is it. You want one? No? How much? It's 200 gold coins. No. Nope. Now, okay. Right. It's it's magical. No, I, oh, no, oh. thank you. Okay. I mean, like, what does oh. it do, though? What is uh, it a stick? You can poke people with it. Yeah, no, I really can't with that right now. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so he's walking around. You've got the, the, the potion people, the scrap metal guy who always makes you fancy gadgets and whatnot. But it takes you a minute before you find cloth. And when you do, you find this small stand at the bazaar, uh... You're at the fifth level of the complex or whatever, and there's two older human ladies, gray hair, wrinkled skin, and they're huddled in these small chairs behind a table that you almost pass by. It's a small table, but uh, with your height, you can see them, and you can also see that they're almost overrun by how much fabric is being poured into this area. Like, they're sitting there, like, sewing, needling. You see one of them's doing embroidery, and the other one's sitting there, like, ravishly knitting, and they're working fairly fast, especially for humans without any, you know, crazy abilities for such. But they're huddled over and they're just chit-chatting amongst themselves when you walk by. Nice. Um, excuse me, ma'am. Hello. Hello? Oh, um. Oh. Hi. Oh. oh. And you see her look up at you. She's got these little round glasses that sort of are right by her nose. Uh, oh, and she's squinting up adorable. to look at you. Oh, wow, you're a taller one, aren't you? Hello. Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. Hello, ma'am. Um, this is where we come to get clothes done. Uh-huh, yes, we do that. Yes, we do. My name is Madam Hollister. Nice I'm to sorry, could you, you could you repeat that? Madam Hollister. No, no, Hollister. Holliston? No, Holliston. Holliston? Oh, that's close enough. Close enough, yes. Holistein? Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly, like the, the red, red. Okay, okay, it's okay. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> She's squinting up at you. Ah, oh, wow, wow, what do you need? Well, I need to have this robe thing. Mm-hmm. I need to get it fixed up. So, like, it's pretty tattered. So what I was thinking is we could, like, shorten it. Make it, like, uh-huh. a short cloak. And, like, there's this kind of, like, design I want to put on the back. Oh, I'm not want, sure what the. Hmm? Do you want to do? We can teach. We can teach. <laughs> like this, like light bulb goes off in like Kepler's mind. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Kepler, hey, you spend Kepler. the next few days working with these two people. The other one, uh, you found out that her name is Corista, but is very silent, just constantly nodding. Mm. Mm-hmm. More wrinkled, but (laughs) a weird stare in her eyes. Uh, She does handles most of the embroidery, while uh, Madam Holly Stein is the one who does most of the sewing. Holly Stein, okay. Holly Stein. Stein. (laughs) Yeah, like Holly, like the berries, and then Stein, S-T-I-N-E. Okay, you still could have, like... I hear that there's a theory that... um, a lot of people grew up thinking it was Holostain, but then uh, we crossed over into a parallel universe where it became Holostein. <laughs> oh no, not the Baron Berenstein Berenstein. Stop this. No Mandela effect here. Oh jeez. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Alright. I'm doing it. 
So you definitely work on this. You're able to create within the week. Three ropes? That's what you wanted? Oh. Three or four? No, just the two. I just wanted to make the... the wait. I oh, thought- wait. Oh, wait. I was making other ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was three. Mm-hmm. It does take quite a mu- quite a bit of time to first get like knowledge of the stuff, but they're able to teach you Madame Holly Stein pretty well, uh, despite uh, the way she talks seem to help you. But uh, you're able to understand her really, really well and be able to create three different garments. And uh, I'd say probably around the fourth day that you're working there. You're, you're testing out on, on a, a sample piece, making a small uh, glove, testing out if you can sew around edges, which is difficult. Uh, and it, it, it's one singular glove that you've been able to, to create, but you're pretty proud of it. And as you're showing it off to the other two old ladies, you see a, 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 a gnomish fellow with one hand walk by and go, Oi! You there. Let me uh, see yeah. that. You, you sell them that glove. Now I am. Oh, I'll give you give you two go for it. Kepler like looks at the other ladies to know if like this is a good deal. They sort of like do one of these. They're giving you like a nod and a shake <laughs> as they're having okay. their hands up. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take that deal. That sounds good. All right, and then he trades you some for two gold. Get your actually nice. magical. Your poorly poorly worked nice. thing. So, <laughs> um, do you try selling any other small things? Well, yeah, like maybe some shirts. Okay, so you maybe sell like some the shirts. easiest thing to make ever. Or you skirts. start you start fixing, like hemming and doing other work for some people who like for battle mm-hmm. or whatever, they got a huge slash through their shirt and you man, you're sewing that up. Those those take quickly, I'd say. You probably score yourself another roll a D twenty for me. Wow, dice, huh? Dice. Dice. I, know. I was like, we're not playing D D, uh, but still dice. Thirteen? 13. All right. Uh, with the 13, you probably score yourself uh, 13 <laughs> gold pieces. It was just going to be whatever I rolled. Yeah. Another 13. Okay. So you got 15 total. Yeah. And you've s- successfully okay. created your, your three garments for yourself. And you didn't have to pay for them because you had been working with them. Now, it's finally been a week since you first got your letters. And it's time for you guys to... Have your gift exchange. Hey there, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master here with a quick break from our story. First of all, I want to thank you for listening to this first episode. We were really excited to make this lengthy project of ours, and mostly just because we all love it so much. D&D is something we look forward to every week and something we generally enjoy producing. So let us know if you're listening online with the hashtag DND4D. I'd also like to provide some shout-outs and then give you a little pre-knowledge that will help in listening to the next part of this story. First off is a shout-out to the Good Comedy Boys podcast. You've all met our hilarious Goblin Queen, but did you know that our party fellow Kyle is a part of another podcast? You can catch this podcast strictly on YouTube under the name Good Comedy Boys, and yes, that boys is with a Z. His podcast is full of a lot of great people and a lot of great laughs. It's worth checking out. Another podcast you should definitely listen to is Sneaky Geek. 
My good pal Bryce is a major nerdhead. Met him at the nerdiest place you can think, a San Diego Comic-Con panel. <laughs> so if you love the fun games and nerd culture that we get into here on D&D for D, then you'll love the in-depth conversations that Sneaky Geek gets into. Either way, the podcast has taught me a lot about some of the great fandoms I love, so I recommend checking it out and giving it a listen. Lastly, if any of you live in the Chicagoland or Oak Park area, you should check out the amazing comic store One Stop Comics. Located at 111 South Ridgeland, Oak Park, the store has everything you need as far as comics, trades, figurines, games, trading cards, and yes, even D&D books and supplies. They have the biggest selection of older books, trades, and can likely order in anything you're currently craving. Check it out and drop the name of your friendly neighborhood DM while you're there. Uh, if you give the password Glargon, you might even get 10% off or a free book or both. So definitely go check out the store. Again, that address is 111 South Ridgeland Oak Park. Lastly, if you want to host an ad or shout out on the show, please contact dnd4business at gmail.com. Again, that's dnd4business at gmail.com. You can find that link on our Twitter page, dnd4dcast, as well. Uh, definitely different if you want uh, something more uh, produced or if you want just us to say hi to a friend or something. But either way, check it out. Shoot us an email. Let us know if you want a shout out. Also, let us know if you like the show. Tweet about it using that dnd4d hashtag. Uh, a podcast we all listen to and know <laughs> that's called The Adventure Zone. Always had viewer names sort of appear in the show if they tweeted about it. Honestly, I love the idea. So please spread the word and you might even appear as a character in our show. Again, that hashtag is DND4D. I'd love some help with character names and would love to see the feedback you guys have for the show. So that's it for announcements. Now, this next moment in our story incorporates a couple of like story insiders and sort of rectifies some tension that happened in our story previous that you guys didn't get to, unfortunately, listen to. Uh, we have Glargon and President Sam sort of at ends because Glargon had refused to give up that dangerous crown, which you now know how that situation went. Glargon also fought with Kofi and gave up the truth that Kofi ran away from her royal family. That was something that Kofi hadn't realized Glargon knew, so now Kofi's kind of at ends with Glargon as well. Uh, Neva has also felt a bit resentful towards Alma. The two were adventuring buddies long ago, but uh, Alma recently abandoned the group and left on their last mission. So that kind of stung for Neva and uh, is something they have to sort of fix on their own. Uh, meanwhile, we also have Lucas and Ash. Both of them are... Just some NPCs who always seem to be at odds with um, Anita and Ash being as awkward as ever. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this next part and see how everyone interacts with each other. It's a really great scene. Uh, lastly, we have a joke that revolves around Aiko. So Aiko, in our prelude episode, she talked about losing her sister. During our last adventure, she also found her sister's hat. A uh, hat that has a, a striking uh, resemblance to her own hat, but it's green in color instead. So with that, I'll leave you to enjoy the gift swapping between this lovely group of friends. <laughs>
You all meet within the rec room, finally, on the day of the exchange, after a dinner, a long dinner where some of you perhaps ate together. I would say Neva probably went to go eat with Kofi and Aiko. You guys all meet down in this sort of large center table that's that's near the the, the bazaar. The, the bazaar has these sort of like table, this tabled area for people to sit while they're shopping or to uh, take out their stuff and be like, ooh, look what I got, you know, that kind of thing. Or to grab some snacks because there's plenty of food being sold there too. So you can sit there and eat. But you guys have all claimed one of these larger tables. And as you walk down, you see... President Sam looking like giddy and happy, like walking up and President Sam's holding a gift under one arm and also like two bottles of wine. Like, yeah, let's do this. Um, and both Anita and Ash walk in after a moment, their expressions emotionless. You cannot read them <laughs> as they walk into the room. Uh, Lucas is there at the table already. He was there beating you guys all and he's got like a large wrapped gift that he's like, and he looks over at you guys and he goes, Dudes, dudes, I'm so excited. How does your present look wrapped? Just curious. Or however you've, you've decided to stash them. It is not wrapped. It is behind my back. I actually really wanted to make a point of this. I was going to say it e whether you asked how it was wrapped or not. But Kofi's is really neatly wrapped. Like, she took her time to wrap this. Kofi, you're so fucking extra. Yeah, Kepler's is just folded up, so you can't really tell what it is other than a bundle of fabric, and it's just tied up with some twine. Real classy. Like, Neva's, <laughs> Neva's gotten this, like, sort of large-sized box that's all wrapped up with, like, a bow, but couldn't quite tie the bow right, so the bow looks more just like a knot, but she tried. Uh, Aiko's is up. It's in her hat. <laughs> Of course it is. That's so fucking cute. So Aiko walks in with no present, it looks like, at first. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> That's so funny. Kepler talks to Glarn. Leans over to Glarn. Wow, Aiko didn't bring a fucking present, huh? What a bitch. <laughs> I love Kepler so much. I agree with that statement. The one about Aiko. Are you saying this really loudly enough for Aiko to hear? Nah. Blargon. <laughs> As you guys gather oh, at this table man. and take your seats, um, Lucas, who's still like really giddy about the whole thing, just goes, uh, Alma, Alma, you, you planned the whole thing. Why don't you like start us off? Why don't you start us off? And this is the first time that you guys all find out that Alma planned it. Yeah, 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 dude. Just just start us off. Uh, whoever you gave the gift for. Is. Lucas, why do you want me to die? Huh? <sighs> Okay, um, I guess I'll start us off in the present giving. I got Ash. <laughs> Ash just, he's like looking out into space and goes, what? Hey, Ash, can you come over here for a second? <clears throat> I know you really want to stay soulmated with your girlfriend for like the rest of time, I, but I need you to not, come over here for a not, second. Oh, okay, um, and he walks over to you. <laughs> We're not dating. She's not my girlfriend. She's a girl who's a friend. What is girl? <clears throat> Google, what is girl? I just want to say, I just want to say Kofi rolled her eyes. <laughs> and she's like, um, I don't, um, I don't particularly know what you like or anything because we have literally never spoken before. Mm -hmm. But, um, mm -hmm. I drew your name in the leaf pile and thus... The nature gods have spoken. I am excited for your gift. 
okay, she she sort of hands it to him, and it's like the gift is yeah. um, a bunch of he's like a cleric, right? Yes. Okay. He's like a cleric. <laughs> Being a cleric, like, kind he of, is but the not most really. like. It's like a bunch of herbs, and like on top of it is just a knife, like yeah. a really sharp dagger. Very useful. And it has his name etched into the metal. Like it's, she spent like fifty gold on that at least. Excellent, thank you. Mm-hmm. Why is he the most basic bitch alive? <laughs> I, I would like to see the present. Thank you. <laughs> he accepts the present. And he does sort of, like, give you a, a nod of respect and says, this will be very useful. I look forward to using it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's not exactly... Uh, he looks around nervously before Lucas sort of... <laughs> Lucas sort of, like, looking off in the space, rolling his eyes at this guy. And then is like, all right, dude. It, you just go down the line. It's your turn. That's that's how this works. Wait, hold I, on. She, she, um, Alma leans in to Lucas. She's like... Is this how gift giving goes? Because this was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always weird. But it's it's okay. It'll be fun later. They it's, it's just got to get into it. Just got to get into okay. it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> Ash looks around kind of nervously. I'd say anyone who's sitting next to him could probably see, like, beads of sweat, perhaps. But, like, it's, <gasps> his face and Emotion? his expression hasn't really changed all that much. Uh, just that he's looking around a lot more with his eyes. And then it's like, oh. Oh, right. Um, and he stands oh, up bitch. and he has like this little case and he goes, <gasps> I caught uh, Anita as my. This toy's gonna drop to one knee. Open the box. <laughs> and Anita like looks over. They're sitting next to each other. And fool. he looks over and you can see Lucas, like anyone who's looking over at Lucas is literally just like, he's mouthing, I want to slip my wrists right now. Kofi's looking at Lucas and she's like, yeah, <laughs> like nodding at him. She's nodding and he's just like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, um, Neva's looking like at it, like with wide eyes, like she thinks this is adorable. And, uh, Anita sort of stands up and she goes, yes. And he goes, I got you this. And he oh. opens the box like for her and then like takes out this long necklace it's fairly long and there's a a glowing red bead on the bottom of it and he sort of explains uh this is connected and he points at like and pulls out from under his armor or under whatever clothes he's decided to wear to this evening um probably armor honestly (laughs) and he pulls out uh like a, a similar the same um necklace and he puts it back and goes um if you ever fall in battle, this will oh dim and I will know. If you oh ever die God. in battle, the light will go out and I will know. That's the creepiest shit! <laughs> I will I'll be see there. You when you're sleeping and I will know when you're awake. <laughs> all, all I could think of, all I could think of was like um, that show Dragon Tales with the glowing thing. <laughs> Dragon tails, dragon tails. Oh, so this is my way of coming out as a scaly. I hope you accept this. Isn't, yes, isn't I am. D&D basically dragon tails, though? No. No, it's not. It's so not. Stop Have you ever it. seen it's an episode of Dragon Tails, you fake dungeons man? Dungeons and Dragon Tales. <laughs> name, five epi- name five of their Come albums. Come along, take my hand. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I anyway, brought my The purpose, the point is, 
he helps her put this necklace on and she just goes, thank you, Ash. This, this means a great so deal nice. to me. How equally basic of her. Yeah, Kofi looks, um, Kofi looks at Lucas and does that finger in throat <laughs> gagging motion. And he gives you like a big thumbs up. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. With like wide eyes. Finally, Ash turns to the table and goes, uh, I have a small gift for a small one. You Neva. mean Anita does? Neva. Anita does that. Yeah, Anita. Ash did so, that. so Anita, oh, sorry. Anita actually okay. takes the small present and, uh, holds it out to Neva, who's still sitting, and she grabs the present and goes, um, okay, and opens it up, and there's, like, a large, fancy, like, engraved dagger, like, it's really long, and she's like, whoa, whoa, and Anita just is like, well, I didn't know you all too well, but I know that you are a rogue and use daggers, so... I got you a uh, an old, old dagger that is uh, very cool to to use. <laughs> and Eva said, oh, yeah, I can't wait to stab with this. This is great. Thank you. Um, okay. So anyways, um, my gift. And I'm like kind of really excited about it, but like kind of a little nervous about it. And she holds out this present that's like, you know, with the oddly bowed wrap or odd bow that looks like a knot goes my present was for kepler nice do you see this box in front of you i like Um, tear open the wrapping and stuff and open it up you tear open the wrapping and inside you see these fancy painted roller blades Blades? They, Why'd this bitch blades. get me blades? Or skates. I meant skates. They're not blades. They're skates. Okay. I literally have so written good. here roller skates. Um, they are nice. roller skates, but they have like a rainbow painted on the bottom of them, and then there's like a wing painted on them. Ooh, what color are they? They're. I would say like this. They're like rainbow. They're painted rainbow. It's. Oh, okay. Um. But the wing, the wings on them are white. And the wings take up nice. like a, a, a big part of it. And you see that the wings are kind of sticking out a little bit at the ends. Not so much Ooh. that they're bothersome, but just a little bit so that the wings look like they're literally on That's the skates. Cool. I, 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 I hope that you like them. Kepler puts them on immediately. <laughs> you put on and man, do they fit like a glove. Except they're not a glove, they're skates. Like, they I like made a glove, so I would know what a glove fits like. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and everyone well, sort of looks at you. Y'all kind of fucked up, because there's still people that need to give gifts, but, like, mine's for Alma. So, like, really, I should have gone after Alma, so, like, the loop would have been closed. Like, no, that's there. okay, I have another so I, present. You have, you have two? Yeah. Okay, then I guess it's not fucked up. Oh, I didn't know I had to get two. Oh, no, I no. think Alma's it's just... Okay. I'm Alma's just being just extra. Okay, well, yeah, I got Alma this present. She, there you go. <laughs> she looks at it just like, this is my robe, and more. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> the way the robe looks, though, so the original one is short, so it goes, like, halfway down her back. So now I have, like, a fun spring-summer cloak. And so, <laughs> and so, like, it's still red, but now it has, like, this embroidered teal umbrella, like, on the bottom. And so, like, the robe, like, kind of spikes. Like, you know how umbrellas, like, do the little yeah. curve like up yeah. and down so the robe like has yeah 
three spikes on the bottom now that kind of curve and so like the umbrella is kind of embroidered with the lines on that and that's teal so she actually looks like she's tearing up a little bit and then the other robe is like a big like thicker robe and it has like a little kind of like fur looking lining on the inside and it just sticks out a little bit on the out part you know what i mean like (laughs) So that way, like when you wear, like when you wear those jackets and like a little bit of the like fuzz sticks out, like that's what it looks like. And it's red, but like a crimson red. So that's, that's what I just wanted to say what they looked like. Okay. Awesome. Alma is like tearing up a little bit because she loves robes so goddamn much. She's like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Eva's sort of like looking around like, Alma just takes the robes. I would have done it for anyone. And I was like, thank you. All right, wait, 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 dudes. So, like, are we messed up now? Like, do I, I can meet, because I can go. I'm excited about mine. No, Alma said she had two. Um, Is this a Secret Santa one, too? Why'd you draw two? That's weird. I didn't, it wasn't for Secret Santa. I did it. Oh, okay, then do that later. That's not part of this. What now? Sorry, Secret What? Oh, sorry. That's just like a, that's just a word that, like, that's just like a common slang term from where I'm from. It means oh, um, what's a what's a Santa? A Santa is like um how to describe it? It's like a Santa is a place where everyone gathers and gives like gifts to each other. Ah, oh, cool. So it's not like a person. Cool. We just it's kind of like right. yeah, because it would happen on like sandy like hills, so like sand Santa, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so yeah. cool, man. Yeah. And then Lucas turns to Alma and goes, uh, you want to do your gift now or later? Or? And No, yeah, um, no, that one should be later, though, because then it kind of makes everything, like, unfair. People would, like, start fights on the sand hills and, like... Yeah. You hear Neva pipe up and she goes, well, I think that if you had another gift, you shouldn't have even brought it to the table. Okay, Neva, that's what kind of, that's the kind of thing that starts fights. Okay, the secret okay. I'll, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'm sorry. Okay, like, this is supposed to be a teamwork building exercise, like, I, I know I'm kind of tired, but, like, there's no need to be snappy like that right now. Alma sort of just sits down and, like, avoids co- eye contact. Neva's avoiding eye contact. Alright, then who's going next, then? Lucas has his hand up. Okay. Alright, alright, right. So, I got, I go, I mean, I don't. I'll be honest, man, I don't know you, like, that well, right? But I feel like I know your style, right? So. (laughs) I can't even. I know. I've been thinking about what to get you, right? I know that you like gnome stuff. You like frogs. Man, that's racist. You like frogs. You, You have a flute thing, right? Yeah, that's cool. You like you like frogs, and you also have a hat. So what I did, I, I spent kind of a long time on it, but I sewed my own hat for you. And he gives you this. He gives you this present. Open it. It's very nicely decorated. You spent a lot of time. There's a big bow. She, she she marvels the box for a little bit, and then like slowly opens oh my it. God. You slowly open it and you take out the gift and you see a hat that's nearly identical to yours. And he goes, yeah, so I know you like frogs and like your frogs kind of like multicolored or whatever, but mostly frogs are green. So I got you a green hat, just like the one you (laughs) (laughs) need. 
Oh, Lucas. Lucas. Oh, Lucas. Kofi looks Lucas. at him wide-eyed and just, like, shakes her head and she's like, she does a, like, hand-to-throat cut thing, like, no, cut the line. <clears throat> so the reason this is so funny, Aiko's sister, Aiko's sister, who is currently missing, she has no clue where her sister is, but... She was able to find her sister's green hat, which is identical to hers. So Lucas is essentially given Aiko a visual reminder that her sister's missing. <laughs> oh God, Kofi! Lucas, Kofi kind of, Kofi kind of, um, puts a hand on Aiko's back and kind of like rubs it reassuringly, because like, and almost she like, knows. Lucas, what have you done? That, that was very kind and thoughtful of you. Uh, yeah, uh, do you like it? Yeah, thank you. I don't have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, um, like, he does I, not see through your deception. Kepler's gonna go over to Aiko, like, just a little sneaky little bit. Hey, hey, what, what? That present's fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> your frog could use a little hat. Yeah, I can. The frog can wear it when when it's in the big form. It'll be okay. okay what the fuck you mean big form? <laughs> oh, you, I have to tell you about that later. Okay, yeah, fucking tell me about that later. What the hell? I just meant shrink to the hat. <laughs> yeah, that's a story for later. Okay, yeah, you're gonna tell me about this though. Okay. So, Neva uh, is actually looking at you excitingly. Aiko goes, "So, what did you get, someone?" Okay, so. So I got Kofi. What? She pulls her flute out of her hat and she's like, I mean, I didn't get you a physical gift that you can carry around, but I wrote you a song and it's, oh. it's a, it's a hunting song. to make song. fucking cry. You wrote me a song. Yeah. And then she plays it. that idea that's good that's pure you see neva this is so beautiful kofi she's smiles crying. a little bit and she's like thanks kid that was sweet um and she holds she holds her own gift that she's been kind of leaning on with like one arm and she's like right okay um she shoves it across the table at glargon <laughs> like really hard just shoves it at glargon <laughs> And so Clark, and I'd say it probably hits you off guard a little bit, but it doesn't hurt or anything. It just ah. <laughs> And then she just looks at Glargon and says, You're welcome. Thank you. You have to open it. You have Glargon to open it. Looks and starts like tearing it off frantically. Like teeth are involved. <laughs> Everything that Why? can This is beautiful. And Glargon so- rips off this wrapping. Inside of the box, there's two things. First thing is, it's a little knitted thing, okay? It's like, it almost looks phallic in form, but <laughs> but if, upon further inspection, you'd find that it it's to go over the handle of your great axe to make it more comfortable in your hand. And on it, it says dick chopper. <laughs> and 
And I want to make an important note that Kofi knitted this with her own edgy ass hands. But wow. she's not going to say Don't that, you but know she, she did. She was personally schooled for nine I years. I can't. I think, like, Neva, like, looks at you as, as Gargon opens it. And Neva looks over at you and, like, mouths the words, like, You can knit? Say it out loud and I'll kill you. Wait, can and we make perception second. or something to figure out if she knitted that? Um, you can do an insight on Kofi's face and see if you think Kofi would have the skills. I wanna know. I wanna know. So is like a 17 gonna do that for me? That should, I assume, do it, yeah? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so there's a second thing in the box. It's, um, a little bit, well, it's bigger. It's definitely bigger. But it's a hat, another hat, a different kind of hat. It's one of those, how do you explain them? The barbershop quartet hats. Those straw oh. ones with the flat top. And it, it also has a feather on it, but it's a different color than the other one. Let's Aww. say that feather is that feather Aww. is red and black. Oh. For a second, so I thought Gorgon you were gonna- has a fedora with a feather and one of these barbershop quartet hats with a feather. For a second, I thought you were gonna say it was a beanie cut up to look like a crown, and I was like, "Get that, get that Riverdale shit out of here!" <laughs> no, I would never do that. Glargon Your goes, turn. Thank you. And um, puts on her new hat on top of her old hat. Of course, <laughs> iconic. And Great. she uh, like <laughs> sort of like she's been sitting in front of what looks like a small like kind of crumpled up card and uh, something underneath it and she turns to President Sam and goes here and hands both to her oh them. Uh, The crumpled up piece of paper is a card bought at some sort of gift shop in the uh, base that um, says I'm very sorry for your loss and it has a picture of a bear and for your losses crossed out, Largon goes, I, I didn't know what you liked, but I figured since you liked my crown so much that you liked hats. And underneath the card is um, a little background. Uh, Glargon has a scalp in her inventory <laughs> from uh, oh, no. someone she fought. Oh, no. And it is the scalp. Oh, no. And there, it, it has been washed. <laughs> But there are flies. Flies have begun to set in. And she goes, Here you go. She didn't even leather it. She just kept it. She just washed it on a washboard. She just went like this with it. Just rubbed it on a... Grinding it on it. As Glargon takes this gift out, you all smell that pungent odor. Mm. Oh! Glargon... Clargon, you shouldn't have. You really shouldn't have, but I am thankful. Yes, you are. (laughs) President Sam promptly puts it in a small bag, but you see President Sam take out like a like a bag that uh, they put it in, and then put it in another bag, and then put it in another, and then in the bag, like (laughs) three bag bags worth, to really just try to get rid of that odor. That's everywhere right now excellent well i i think that leaves just me right okay uh says president sam uh they look over and go mookie 
I got you something. Uh, <laughs> they hold out, like, just with a bow on these, like, handmade wooden pipes. Like, you know, that you'd play, like Peter Pan, you know? Oh, yeah, and like a pan pipe. Pan pipe, pan right. Right. Yeah, yeah it's called a pan flute. That that thing, those those things. Yes, I I knew yeah, that. I researched them so desperately. I knew that. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> love my, love it, it when my DM Lucas. does research. <laughs> okay, and then hands it over to Lucas, and Lucas is just like takes them in his hands and goes, "Oh man, yeah, dude, this is awesome." I'm sorry. Does he know how to play? Uh, no. Okay, then so he sounds more like... <laughs> also, I'm sorry, Shannon. Do you think that a pan flute is like a trumpet? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I've literally never heard tr- a pan flute. fucking pan flute like a trumpet. Anyways, I don't the know point is, uh, he gets the gift, and you guys watch as anyone who's looking over at Ash, he's rolling his eyes as Lucas attempts <laughs> to play this thing. Um... Alma's sitting and right next to him. So she's like, oh. Mm. Mm, oh, that's a sound that's coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm really Neva's, glad my ears work. Neva's like, oh, yeah, you can do that later. Yeah, no, you don't have, okay. Wargon's <laughs> uh, snapping her fingers and tapping her foot along with the beat. <laughs> I hate I'm that. just sitting there with their arms crossed, and they're... You can't see their eyes behind the sunglasses, but they're they're unhappy. Kofi <laughs> um, and Lucas is slandering the good name. Kofi takes Sam the is- green hat from Iko and pulls it over her ears. <laughs> President Sam actually looks like yikes, like really <laughs> clenching their teeth, like mm, shouldn't have done that. And then uh, they go. Time for wine, right? And puts the two bottles of wine that they've brought with them on the table. Alma takes for, one. For him. Okay. Uh, President Sam's like actually share? already pouring into to glasses for everyone. I'm sorry, um, the children are going to be drinking, Shannon? The children? The uh, children? Think about this the is children. No. The children don't get any, so Glargon and Neva... Iko. Iko does, because that's legal. She's an adult. Glargon is fully grown for a goblin. I'd, I'd say in these medieval times, it's probably like 16 is the drinking age. Glargon okay, is a Shannon, the lawbreaker. It really, there really isn't a drinking age. There really isn't set in stone. Like, you could drink at 14 if you want, but it's Shannon, just, the lawbreaker. That's all I'm hearing. Hello, 911. I want to justify my can't, children drinking alcohol. Can't break the laws <laughs> if you make the laws. Am I right? Shannon is Hello? a corrupt cop. Police? If goblins Nine, could vote, Nine Glargon what is would your emergency? old enough to vote. I think goblins should vote. Yeah, gl- I think goblins, goblins should be allowed to vote. An adult by eight, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's just it's Neva. It's just Neva. And Neva's like, oh, where's not, oh. Like, Neva Someone hands first, her a sippy cup. I swear <laughs> to God, if you actually <laughs> hand her a sippy cup. I hand her a sippy cup. Are you it's fucking a sippy with cup me full right of now? wine. <laughs> and then I and then I ruffle her hair. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. I'm Neva, you're like her. five. Shut the hell up. I'm 14. I'm not that little. <laughs> okay, four. Sorry, I got, I got it wrong. Fancy. I got a fancy new knife. 
that I will use to kill all of you guys. I haven't seen you do a single hit in a while, so, like, good luck. <laughs> oh, damn. Listen, I know you just got me these sick-ass skates, but there's this is a team-building exercise, Neva. Did you forget I that? Don't feel, I don't feel very team- What? Why don't Listen, I have a drink? Because you're a child. <laughs> yeah, because we all saw you. Gorgon is already drunk. <laughs> Glargon is small. I imagine Glargon and Iko, it takes like one cup to get drunk. Glargon oh, you don't know her metabolism. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll go get water. And Neva goes walking over to get water and returns. And for the rest of the night, that's what it is. It's it's talking, laughing, joking. There's still some tension in the air. There's tension between oh, Neva boy. and Alma. There's tension between Kofi and Kofi Kepler. Kofi and Glargon and Kofi and Kepler. <laughs> Kofi and Glargon yes. and everyone at this point. And everyone starts to sort of filter out. You have President Sam um, is actually the first to leave. As you guys are, are drinking and enjoying your night, um, the bazaar starts to close down as it gets later and later. And what's strange, though, is that there's still many people bustling around. And you see people are carrying, like, leaf wreaths and tinsel and small and large pine trees throughout the bazaar. President oh, uh, Sam stands up and goes, Oh, oh my guys, I, I should help set up for the dance tomorrow. I what fucking it got dance? So Wait, what? hold on, a dance? I'm sorry, what fucking dance is there? There's a dance tomorrow. And you didn't fucking tell me. Alma knew about I thought Alma was going to tell you guys. Alma, I thought you were going to tell them. Oh, you were the I one going know. around with the mouse thing. <laughs> hey, that's no. all right. I'm not going to that. It's also mandatory. Yeah, also mandatory. Oh, why do y'all do this? If y'all look like trash, don't talk to me at this dance. Kepler immediately leaves with their skates to go down to the sewing. <laughs> they, um, their new job. Morgana turns around and sees Kepler leaving and goes, Yeah! And then runs after Kepler. Um, as you, as you start to, yeah, okay, so you run after Kepler. Um, President Sam filters out, going to do their work. Lucas is like, oh man, I'll help, I'll help. Leaves as well. Uh, Anita and Ash. Ash has been drinking like a champ and like lo- has like a kind of faraway chug, blaze chug, on his chug, face, chug, but does chug, not. Chug. Doesn't even seem really drunk. He's just stone faced. And Anita's like, When is Ash gonna? All get right, well, I should go to bed now. It's Bye. been quite a fun evening. Good night. And she leaves. So left at the table is Ash, Kofi, Neva, Iko, and Alma. Neva, looking over at Alma, goes, "Yeah, I'm tired too," and gets up and leaves. Um, wait, I um. She waits. Can we talk for a bit? You don't have to if you don't want to. It's just. She looks over at Kofi and Iko for a moment, as if looking for the answer. I think Kofi kind of leaves. Kofi kind of glances at Alma and then, like, kind of stands up and is just, like, kind of, like, gestures kind of just do it. And then she's gonna follow (laughs) Aiko. Just do it! And so, Neva turns to Alma and goes, yeah? What's up? Um, I was actually hoping we could talk alone. Uh, You guys, oh, and Ash is like, oh, finally gets the memo and leaves. It is now you two. (laughs) Bye, Ash! (laughs) Um... About that talk last week. You haven't been sleeping at our place. Where have you been? Cafeteria. 
sleeping in the cafeteria? Well, there's coffee there too, so. You need to sleep. You can still stay in our room, you know. I just needed some time to think. I think I needed some time too. It was selfish of me to run off. And it was selfish of me to expect you to be not unhinged by that. And I'm sorry. I'll see you tomorrow, Alma. Wait, I did still have that gift. For me? Yeah. Um, and she holds out the box. And when you saw Alma give her gift to Ash, it was sort of okay. Like, she just sort of slapped it together. Like, this is a present. This is wrapped. Here you go. But for Neva's, it's like, you can tell there was meticulous work going into it. You can tell she actually tried to make it look good. Oh, um, yeah. And she grabs the gift and opens it up. And inside is a pendant. A golden pendant with her name on it. And inside is just, it's blank. (laughs) She didn't know who to put for there. Like a locket? Yeah. This is nice. I know I left you twice, but... I don't want a gift, Alma. I just want you to stay. I am. That'll make me happy. I'll see you tomorrow. And this time she's smiling. And she leaves. Alma's in in a lock. Yeah! Yes! Yes, yes, yes. That's a spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball. Hey. Kofi, as you and Aiko try to dodge the situation, you see Glargon walking around. Glargon, you tried to go after Kepler, but you got kind of lost (laughs) in the process. Um, And you see in front of you, looking around, waiting for the elevators, is both Aiko and Kofi. Kofi's sort of looking around. Glargon, um... Takes one step towards Kofi and then goes, <coughs> takes another step, um, continues this until she is right next to Kofi. <laughs> takes about like three minutes in total <laughs> for you to get get to this place. But luckily the elevator is for some reason being used, most of the three elevators are being used up currently by all the commotion trying to get ready. The bazaar is being both put down and, and things are being put up, trees and decorations for tomorrow's festival. You can smell sort of some cooking, some early cooking in the works. But uh, the elevator does ding right as Glargon, you, you approach. She kind of glances at Glargon, like side eye, like not even like fully turning her head, just kind of glances down at her and, sa- and just is like, what? I am not happy that I, Glargon the Goblin Queen, made you not happy. Glargon is sorry that you feel bad about what Glargon said. Character growth. Oh my gosh. kind of... When Glargon's speaking, like, saying all this, Kofi, like, turns fully towards Glargon and looks at her and is just like, well, I mean, what you said was something you weren't supposed to even know. Glargon is also sorry that she and Kepler hid in the ceiling of a barn and listened to your backstory. And with that, Kofi kind of clenches her fists a little, and then she kind of takes a deep breath in, she's like, You know what, Glargon? You're okay. It's alright. <laughs> and she kind of kneels and pats her on the shoulder, and is like, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> and 
then she stands up. Ooh. <laughs> and the plot thickens. Oh, oh goes, good enough for me, and wanders off. <laughs> Just I another really... reminder, because I will say this before the episode, but just another reminder, like, oh Glargon did hint to Kofi's backstory. What exactly did Glargon say last time? That was so... She said she was Aside lying about her name. Uh, no, no, that one wasn't, that wasn't the one that was being talked about. Essentially, oh. we were in Sam's office, and <gasps> Kofi tried to take the crown from Glargon, yeah. give it to Sam, and Sam took it back and gave oh, it to yeah, Glargon. And Kofi was like... She's like, whatever, and she just kind of puts the thing down and stands up, and Glargon's like, oh, what, you're allowed to have a family that you can just leave and I can't? Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was spicy. It was harsh. Um, And and then hinted to everyone, like, wait, Kofi left her family? What? (laughs) So So she left. She stormed out at the beginning, well, not the beginning, but partway through the meeting with Sam. Yeah. Funsies. Can't wait to see how all this plays out yeah and for the rest of you guys you all head to bed and start to prepare for that dance tomorrow which we will get to on our next episode of D for d see you everybody Bye. later Bye.